Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Gapology Radio. This is a special week for us. We're excited to have a good friend of ours on the show. His name is Chris Baker. Chris is an inspirational leader with over 30 years of experience on both sides of the Atlantic. Originally from the UK, Chris now lives in Florida and is a proud recipient of the prestigious Walt Disney Legacy Award from his time as a leader with Disney. Chris has built his career on a foundation of engaging team members to provide exceptional customer service, which in turn generates high-class business results. Let's go ahead and give Chris a call and see what he's up to. Hey, Brian. Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. Going well. Yes, how's things with you? Good. Everything's great here. Hey, I'm so excited for the show. I know we've talked about uh, getting you on for a while, and I appreciate you're taking yeah. some time uh, to come on with us. No, I'm, I'm excited too. It's uh, it, it, as you say, we've been talking about it for a while, so it's good to uh, good to, to get on and, and chat. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, uh, just to fill the audience in for those of you who haven't worked with Chris, he's been doing some work with our Gapology team, teaching both our signature Gapology program as well as our new Speed of Purpose Workshop Masterclass. Um, but the big exciting news is that he has a new book that he just released called The Ten Steps to Freedom, which we all would like a little freedom, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so let's uh, we'll get into all that here in a bit. Uh, Chris, uh, why don't you kind of start off by filling everyone in on yourself, your background, work history, that kind of thing. Just give our yeah. li- listeners a little context of where you've been, what you've been doing and all that. Perfect. Can do. Can do. Pleasure. So um, originally, I'm from England. Um, people may well have picked up the accent. Hopefully, so uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I came over to um, to America right at the end of 2010. So just coming up nine years ago. And in in England, I basically my my career was in the retail automotive industry. So I started as a salesman and then rose through the uh, leadership and managerial ranks to <clears throat> to eventually be general manager of car dealerships and so um, through that journey I learned all about sales, learned all about customer service, learned about um, identifying gaps which is why gapology and speed of purpose are so, um, you know, I'm so attuned to those, we'll, we'll get into that later. And then when I came over to the, the US I had uh, seven years as a, a leader and senior leader manager for the Walt Disney Company here in Orlando which is where I live now and so I uh, again, employed the principles there, not knowing about Gapology at the time, but I was actually following the Gapology process and the speed of purpose process. Um, and it, it brought me to a stage where I wanted to go in and teach more and show more and share more with other people and help um, individuals and businesses become the best version of themselves, really, and maximize the potential that exists within themselves and within their business. Uh, one of the things that I'll say is, you know, the first time we talked, um, I really was able to tap into um, your passion for purpose, passion for, you know, doing the right thing and, and just really being a really good person. And, you know, I really value that. So, you know, I, I was really excited to have you, you know, as part of our team. Um, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about your book? So, you know, there's a lot in there that yeah. really ties to what we do, you know, at Capology, specifically to even like Imbar. There's a lot in there around around uh-huh. that um, and what we've developed with our new Speed of Purpose uh, program. Can you share what your book's all about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's called 10 Steps to Freedom. And, and again, that's that's probably fairly generic because what is freedom? And freedom to everybody is, is different things, right? We're all unique individual, individual beings. So what freedom means to me might be different to other people. Um, but, but basically, I sort of bookend the, the book, so to speak, with a quote that, that I've lived by for a little while. Um, one that I created, and it says, are you happy living under the average limitations imposed on you by other people, or are you ready to rise to the greater expectations of your inner self? So that really is a reference to purpose. Uh, is, is what, are you, what are you here for? Why do you exist? What makes you happy? You know, and are you living that every day? And so I started writing this book um, a little over a year ago. And then I stopped and I was like, nah, people aren't going to want to hear it from me and add those sort of self-doubts that we all get from time to time. But then in my, my couple of my coaching clients were like, no, Chris, you really need to finish telling your story and you need to do it. So I finished, finished writing the book. And basically it goes through 10 steps that I believe are essential in taking you from where you are now to where you want to be. So it's that transformation journey. And what I do is I use my experience, uh, I use my um, my life stories, and I, I interweave them with Walt Disney stories, so people can relate to that. And to be honest, Brian, I was a little bit nervous about doing it because there's some stories in there about my myself and my past that, um, if I'm totally honest, that I'm not particularly proud of. But it happened, and so I wanted to show people that that you can have experiences and as long as you learn from them and you and you you adapt and you change what you're doing to because you realize that you that you've made a mistake or you you can get better and you can improve that everybody can improve the situation that they're in and they they control their destiny and so that that's what i wanted to do and that's what people have been coming back to me and saying wow you know that that's really inspirational because I didn't want people to think to look at me and put me on a pedestal and just say, you've had a charmed life, because I haven't. <laughs> you know, and you, you've got the book, you've been reading the book, you know I haven't had a charmed life. <laughs> but but we, we can all overcome the challenges that, that, that we face, and I believe that they make us stronger. So that, that was why I really wanted to, to, to write the, the book and, and share my story. Yeah, you know, that's cool. I think the, uh, the interesting thing is, you know, I, we all have things that we're not proud of in our past. Um, yeah. and I, I don't know if we're taught this or if it's just kind of a defense mechanism, but a lot of us, you know, hide that we, we put it away in the closet and we pretend like it doesn't exist, but you know, I admire yeah. you for putting it out there for everyone to read. Um, yeah. but I, I think that's good. You know, being real, being authentic is good because yeah. it's part of who we are. It's part of what created us. And, and, you know, where we're at today. So I, I, that's really admirable. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think Brian, this, this applies, you know, as I, as I do it, I mean, this was about my, my personal journey, but it's not really a story about me. It's me being a guide to people that are reading it. Mm-hmm. And it can apply to individuals, but it also applies to business, which again is why it ties so nicely with gapology and speed of purpose. And, and I think you're right in what you say is that we are conditioned to believe that failure and mistakes is bad. Right? And if we do that, we shouldn't tell people that we've done that. We should brush it under the carpet because then it goes away. No, it just it just festers. And then sooner or later, you lift the carpet up and it, and it comes up and it, it's multiplied. So if you failure is actually good as long as you learn from it, right? And then apply the learnings to 
um, to make a difference in your life, in your business. You know, every, every business makes mistakes. But if we review those mistakes and then say, what did we learn? And then we move forward. You know, effectively, that's why I'm closing those gaps, right? The knowledge gap and the importance gap. And then, and then creating new actions to close the actions gap. So it fits in perfectly with, uh, you know, with, with, with what you and Mark created and, and what I love, love teaching now as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting thinking that, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, we don't call failures failures. Yeah. And in life, we have failures. I think we need to be real yeah. with that. Um, you right. know, we say, oh, it was, it was a bump in the road or it was whatever. You know, we make up some yeah. other term for it. I think, yeah. you know, at some point we need to really just be honest with ourselves. You know, our, our identity, yeah. our future, our, our results are all formed by the things that we do, the choices that we make. Um, uh-huh. So either we can let the past form that or we can choose to make the choices that can help us design the future that we really want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's dig into the book a little bit more. Um, And I don't want you to give away all the secrets, of course, but can you give us a a little bit more of the synopsis on, you know, what the tips are at a high level um, and perhaps like what, what are the top couple to really focus on? So, so the, the the three things or the three stages, if you like, in the in the, the process it, that, that that I outline are purpose, vision, and strategy. So, I believe that we all have a purpose, and again, whether that's individuals, whether that's companies, everybody has a purpose, right? So, we need to identify what that purpose is. The un- under purpose, we also then need to be responsible for the decisions we make and the actions we take. You know, we, we own those. Um, we, we have those choices every day and we make those decisions. Well, if you have a purpose, your decisions will be will be made based on your purpose. Right? So they're more likely to be the right ones. If you don't have a purpose, then your decisions are pretty much hit and miss, right? You don't know whether it's the right or wrong. So then we move into creating a vision for the future that we want to, to, to live. Again, whether it's an individual, whether it's a business. And then realizing that we all have untapped potential, right? And again, as individuals, we have that. It's said that we use probably about 10% of our potential. So therefore, the good news is that we've got 90% still to go. The chances of us maxing out on our potential are slim to non-existent. So, you know, we can always keep improving. And that goes for, you know, uh, organizations as well. So we need to, to release that untapped potential and release it on a consistent basis. That leads us to be able to live our life on purpose rather than by default. And then I'll move into talking about the fact that, that we're not alone, right? And you cannot achieve anything of significance on your own. You need other people. And and so it's how do you how do you tap into those people? How do you choose the people that you've got in there from an organization's point of view? How do you empower your people and and develop your people? And knowing that there is going to be prices to pay along the way, the sacrifices that we have to make, and we need to be prepared to make those sacrifices and pay that price in order to achieve the vision that we've set. But you can't do that or, or you won't do that unless you've got a clearly defined purpose. And through all of this, understanding that we have to be persistent in our actions. Right? So this is this all comes into the strategy side of it. We have to be persistent in our actions because when the going gets tough, we need to, to get tougher and push harder, right. not give up and go and look for the, 
the the easier option, right? The, yeah. the, the path of least resistance, which is the um, the natural thing to do. And ultimately, what what I'm looking for for everybody to do, and all, all the businesses to do, is to do more of what they love to do, right? To stay within their strength zones, and and that that makes everybody happier. That produces better results if you're in your strength zone, and. The, the last thing is building a legacy that, that we're proud of. Again, as an individual, as a company, because then you're passing that on to the to the next generation, right? The, and and they will then take it and they'll multiply and they'll they'll build on the the, the work that you've done. So that's really the the sort of the ten steps as we go through. And again, they say they can apply to individuals, they can apply to organisations. Um, it's not rocket science, as they say. It, you know, it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy because because there's a lot of work that needs doing to to actually work through that process. Right. You know, that's something that we've always said with Gapology is, you know, once people hear it and go through it, it feels like it's simple, like it's always been there, like we should know yeah. this stuff. But it's the application part that's so difficult. Exactly. Yeah, I really love how you laid it out. And, you know, as I was going through the book, you know, it just everything flowed very well. And I just loved how everything kind of fits together. Um, One of the things I really liked was that when you were talking about strength zones, I think, you know, so often we're and maybe this is another one of those things we're hardwired. But, you know, we focus on those negative things and and the things that we're really bad at and, you know, those opportunity areas that we have Uh to grow versus yeah. trying to strengthen those areas that we're more naturally inclined to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that applies, again, as individuals, it applies as business, right? I, I know through um, performance reviews, they're a, 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 a big uh, contentious point, right? Because we do performance reviews, the annual, annual reviews, um, or, or monthly one-on-ones, whatever we're doing. In my experience, most of those spend 90% of the time talking about what you need to improve and 10% about what you're doing good at. Right. I flip that. Right? I talk 10% about what you can improve and 90% about what you're good at because that's your strength and that's what we need to, to tap into um, to, to keep you as an engaged employee, to develop you. And the things that you're not good at, well, let's find something else that's good at that, that's their strength, and actually promote them in that area, so get them to do it. Right. Um, and, and again, as an individual, that's what we should be doing ourselves, where we're conditioned the, the reverse. We're conditioned to work on our weaknesses. Well, why? <laughs> because there are weaknesses. Let's work on our strengths and maybe some of our opportunities, and we can outsource or delegate our weaknesses to other people that are strong in those areas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you mentioned legacy, and I like that. And, you know, especially when you think about Walt Disney and, and the legacy yeah. that, you know, he left and um, and the and how the corporation is still creating legacy. Um, tell me a little bit about your time at Disney. How was how how is it working there in the happiest place on earth? Okay, I mean, I, I, in my, my, my seven years there in the leadership style, I was always working what we call sort of backstage. So I was always in the, I wasn't guest facing in other words. And so it was a, it was a real business sort of area. Um, but we still tried to maintain that legacy of Walt Disney about, about the fact that we've all got a part to play in the show. That's why, that's why all Disney employees are called cast members because they're, they're a cast member of the show. You know, and, and there's Disney speak is all is all that. So, 
you know, if, the, if the, the, the cast members that are on stage don't have uniforms, they have costumes because they're on stage, you know, and on stage and backstage, again, all theatrical um, entertainment style terms. And and I think the, the, the legacy is there is, is what Walt Disney wanted to do was create somewhere that people could go and basically forget about the outside world and just have fun. And, and have somewhere where it immersed people into the to store into the story so they became part of the story and you know it says, says that sort of adults when they get to Magic Kingdom and walk down Main Street USA they become five-year-olds and people scoff at it when you do it it's true you do <laughs> and, and the adults walk around with like Mickey ears on and <laughs> and they've got all their, their Mickey Mouse shirts and mm-hmm. so on, and it's it, it's true. You, you do do that. And what? Why is that important? Well, because it's making you happy. And and so that legacy that Walt Disney wanted to create, he created. You know, I was fortunate enough to be nominated and awarded the the Walt Disney Legacy Award, which again is a. I talk about that with with um, organisations, not because. I'm, I'm boasting, I'm not boasting at all about what I did, but because it's something that they could do with their employees to recognize them that doesn't cost any money because I didn't get any financial reward or anything like that. I just got a different color name tag, but it's the recognition that came from my peers that nominated me for that award for, for demonstrating the attributes of Walt Disney, which was dream, create and inspire. So those those attributes can be can be put into any organization you know if you if you get that culture that permeates throughout the organization and it starts with that purpose you know and Walt Disney's purpose was we create happiness that that was it straight straightforward we create happiness and so every every department that I ran even though we weren't guest facing I was like we are a part in the show we're a cog in the wheel we create happiness you may not see the effect of it, but know the effect that you have on it. And without us, that end result wouldn't happen. So then everybody sort of understands and we would reinforce what, what Walt Disney was about. And it, and it worked. It's just amazing how just such a simple statement can really drive the, the entire engine of that company. You know, everything yeah. that they do is driven around that purpose statement. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we talk a lot about purpose and speed of purpose and that kind of thing. One of the things in your book that uh, I know you wrote, um, it was a, maybe a purpose statement. I forget how you phrased it, but it was add value to other people so that they can become the best version of themselves. And I really yes. love that. You know, that really ties to what we established at Gapology as our purpose is really helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. And I, and it, I just see how they're so linked um, yeah. but, but then there's something else that you put in there, which is really the pur- purpose to your efforts around, uh, you know, ensuring that every child can have a college education, regardless of finances. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit, bit about that, where it came from? Yeah. So, so the, 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 the statement, it, it was basically before I even knew about the speed of purpose, right? It was writing a purpose statement. So that again, it just says that we were meant to work together. Oh, for um, sure. But that, it, it's, it, I, I took that process from Simon Sinek and the, the Find Your Why, and it's about what's the contribution you want to have and the impact you want it, or the contribution you want to make and the impact you want it to have. And so it, it's designed, that is designed to be generic, that, that sort of purpose statement, because it needs to be able to, um, you know, as we say in Speed of Purpose, it needs to be able to be wrapped around everything we do. 
So it can't be specific, it needs to be generic. Um, and then the affording the, the children the ability to have college education regardless of finances is more my vision, not my dream. That's my overarching dream that I want to, to be able to to develop future leaders. And, and so how do I do that? Well, I do that by working with the youth because the youth are the ones that are going to be the future leaders. And again, there's an enormous amount of untapped potential within that youth that can't afford to go to college because it, it's very expensive. Uh, and sometimes, you know, and we're not sometimes, always, we're not conditioned to think about what is our purpose. We're conditioned to think you just need to go and get a job. Right? Go and get a safe and a steady job that, that is going to pay you a regular paycheck and don't be too ambitious, don't get ideas above your station and all these things that are, are like ingrained into us when we're in those teenage years. Well, I want to help our youth to to break away from that, right? And think without those boundaries and say, what is it that you truly want to do? And again, this is all in, in, in this process of getting them into their strength zones and helping them to find their purpose. Because if they then enter the, A, they take the college degree that they want to take that is going to get them the job that they want to get rather than just any 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 degree. But then they go into the workplace with that attitude of, understanding their purpose, knowing what they're, they're wanting to do, knowing the, 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 the sort of gapology and purpose methodology that they're applying naturally in their life. The employers get better um, employees that are more engaged and more ambitious, so everybody wins. And it has to start with the, with the, the youth, um, or, or ultimately it will, it will come from the youth. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's the grand vision, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That's really amazing that you're doing that. Um, and as you were talking, I was thinking about you know my kids, and one of the things that I always told them is you know find something that you love doing and do that. Yeah. Figure out a way to make that your career, uh, or at least an element of your career. Figure that out. Right. And I, I think you know I mean the old adage is you know if you do your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. I I I actually think that's probably opposite. I think you'll actually work harder. Because that is right. something that you care about and, and you're passionate about. So, you know, you'll actually probably work, work harder, but it'll be yeah. something that you enjoy doing. At the end of your life, you're going to look back and go, you know what? I did that, yeah. you know, and, and be really proud you, of all that. Absolutely. You, you work harder, but it doesn't feel like work yeah. because you love doing it. Yep. And that, again, is, again, when you're in your strength zones, you'll work harder because you love doing that. Whereas if you're in your, your weaker zones... You dread going to work. You dread doing that task, and therefore you're less effective. So, it, the whole thing it, it just leads towards doing more of what you love, staying in that strength zones, and everybody will win because you'll be you'll be producing better results. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, um, I just kind of want to circle back to you know some of the stuff that you've done with us here, um, you know, at Capology. You know, as as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, you've done some of the workshops with us. Can you just kind of share, you know, how, how that experience has been teaching some of the uh, Gapology pieces? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Gapology, Gapology for me is, is, you know, I could really, really um, associate with it because those, again, as, as you mentioned earlier, it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy, right? Those three gaps of the knowledge gap, the importance gap and the action gap and who owns those gaps and the fact that they have to, have to be closed in that order is is so it's groundbreaking in a way because nobody i don't think anybody's ever looked at it that way but but in in teaching it and going through it with the um 
the audiences we've, we've had, you can see the light bulbs going off in their minds and going, oh, well, yeah, well, we could do that. And the, the fact that they interact in that and they come out at the end with a uh, basically a plan of action is phenomenal. You know, and I've had a, a couple of follow-up sort of emails and so on from the um, from the leaders that did that, and one of them even emailed me like a screenshot from a meeting that they were in, saying, "Hey, look at this! What we're doing this, and, it, and we're applying the gapology principles." And I was like, "Yes, that's that's <laughs> fantastic. That's great." Um, and and the same with speed of purpose. You know, with the the, the I mean, that's obviously the, the the book that's coming out in the fall, I believe, right? And and that that to me. Gapology identifies and closes the gaps, but speed of purpose needs to be needs to be used in association with gapology because speed of purpose is what will what keep the momentum going forward. So to keep those gaps closed, because that's the that's the the reason behind everything. That to me, that's the core. So you know, anybody doing gapology needs to do speed of purpose as well, and, and vice versa. Um, it and and. You know, probably I think speed of purpose comes before gapology, but it doesn't matter if they've already done gapology. I definitely highly recommend that, that people do speed of purpose as well to um, to actually, at the end of that workshop, they come out with a, a purpose statement for their area. And the 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 um, again the clients that we've done that with have come back and they um, I had an email from from one today saying that that they. Um, They've now applied, they've got a, a general sort of purpose statement for their, their sort of um, department, if you like, or their division. But then each each area within that division has sort of um, identified their own purpose statement that aligns with the overall, the overarching purpose statement. And so, again, they're working through that, which is fantastic. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. Um, so... So I just want to try to kind of wrap this up. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm super glad that um, all these books, um, all these concepts, uh, the, the workshops that we teach, I'm glad that they're all aligned and, and they're all connected. And, and it's really exciting to see how your book fits into all this as well. Um, so before we go, can you um, just kind of share with everyone where they can find your book, website, yeah. social, all that? Absolutely. It's, it, uh, they can buy it on Amazon.com. Uh, it's available in paperback and Kindle. And so it's called 10 Steps to Freedom, and the 10 and the 2 are the number um, 10 and the number 2. So 10 Steps to Freedom, and it's Chris J. Baker. All right, so they can search it there, or they can go to my, my website, um, all the W's, chris-j-baker.com, and you can order it from there. Uh, and then on social social media, um, again, my, my name, Chris Baker, and then I've also got a... a a group called Leadership Excellence with Chris Baker um, that, that um, I share a lot of information there. But they can they can buy the book um, from my website or from from Amazon. Awesome. Well, I'll put all the links in in our uh, podcast so they can uh, click on those as well. Um, and I definitely want to invite everyone to go out there and grab a copy. Chris, you know, thanks again for being on the show this week. You know, it's definitely a, a special treat for me. And I know that our fans will love this episode too. So uh, we'll we'll look for another opportunity to get you on the show again down the road. Perfect, perfect. My pleasure. My All right. pleasure. All right, thanks, Thank Chris. Thank you for inviting me. Yep. All right. We'll thanks, talk to you later. Mm, bye. All right. Bye. Okay, that'll do it from here. Head on over to our website, gapology.org, for more information on gapology and Imbar, and uh, head over to Chris's website. Check out his new book, Ten Steps to Freedom. Everyone, have a fantastic week. 
Talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.